1: they are. The family that survived this.
2: The wall of water came crashing into their basement. I'm so, sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: Then, after the wild Labor Day weekend with all those crowds, is a surge coming? And when will it end?
3: This was supposed to be the day millions of Americans headed back to work.
1: And not again.
3: Hello. Please don't touch me.
1: Hassled by fans during the big game. Then, what went wrong?
4: The six-year-old girl who lost her life on a terrifying amusement park ride.
1: Why this ride is being called one of the scariest in the USA. Plus, parents on a mission to warn everyone about the risks
5: of ride-sharing. I'm going to change the ride share industry.
1: Their daughter was stabbed 120 times when she got into the wrong car. She thought it was her Uber. And toddler in diapers in the middle of a busy street was going viral. Look at her chug down another one. <laughs> now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
4: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. They are angry and they're exhausted. Thousands of people who spent the last several days clearing out their ruined basements are frustrated they didn't get more warning about just how severe flooding might be. Others are simply grateful they're alive, including this family whose house was flooded in this now famous video. They spoke with our Ann Mercogliano.
2: It's the stunning video that everyone's talking about. An entire wall collapses, unleashing a torrent of water. Now the New Jersey family, who narrowly escaped drowning in their basement, is speaking out. Janice and Marlon Valley were up at 2.30 a.m. trying to save some precious items from the flood. Their son, Mateo, walked through ankle-deep water. Just six seconds later... Janice was caught in the swirling torrent. The door just like flew off from the water pressure. And I really don't remember anything else except that I, it like just pushed me back to the wall where I ended up next to the boiler. Um, and there's some pipes there which I was able to hold on to. Janice was trapped in this part of the basement. Her husband was about 10 feet away calling her name. Without knowing how to swim, Janice somehow made it through the flood waters to her husband and he pulled her out to safety. And this is how that basement looks today—a mess of debris.
5: All this is going to be replaced, uh, but uh, you know you can't replace a life. So we're just very grateful that everyone is here with us today.
2: None of this matters. It doesn't, because um, we have each other. I'm so sorry. It's not. I'm glad everything. Ready. <laughs> President Biden had hugs for children and adults as he toured the hard-hit town of Manville, 40 miles from New York City. And check this out. It's a victim of the flood, buying clothes in an aisle of a Walmart store. Let's see if this fits. Why? I just
3: can't make this up. Everything's floating.
2: He had to be rescued from his flooded home in just his underwear.
3: This is funny, man. This is crazy.
2: So, do you recognize him? He's former Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, Freddie Mitchell.
0: You just put on the pants, find your size, and uh, and just man up and, just, and, and figure it out.
2: New York Mayor Bill de Blasio and Congresswoman AOC toured a neighborhood in Queens, hard hit by flooding. Many residents are furious over what they say were inadequate warnings about the severity of the storm. One woman had this sarcastic suggestion. Yeah, crazy. Thank
4: you. <laughs> In the state of New York, the governor estimates at least twelve hundred homes were damaged, while damage to public property will total more than fifty million dollars. For sports fans, this was a joyful weekend as tens of thousands of people poured into college football stadiums for games. And for health officials, it may be the beginning of yet another COVID challenge. As Stephen Fabian reports, the U.S. is now seeing 160,000 new COVID cases every day. And fears are that Labor Day weekend activities might send that figure even higher.
3: It was a wild holiday weekend as fans packed college football stadiums coast to coast. For many, there were no masks, no testing, and no vaccine required. At the University of Wisconsin, 80,000 Badger fans celebrated the return to their stadium after almost two years with a massive dance party. And that's the sound of 100,000 Michigan fans singing their team song. Virginia Tech Stadium was also filled to capacity. 66,000 packed tightly together. Fear of a COVID surge didn't keep people away from beaches or airports either. The volume of airplane passengers was about the same as Labor Day weekend 2019, before the pandemic. It seems the nation threw caution to the wind over Labor Day, the traditional end of summer. But public health officials warn we could pay dearly.
1: I don't think it's smart. I think when you're dealing particularly in, if you know, outdoors is always better than indoors, but even when you have such a congregate setting of people close together. I'm a little bit concerned that here and there we're
6: going to have bursts of infection. COVID infection occurring within the next week or two uh, in different places around the country. A new
3: variant appears to be gaining traction in the U.S. The Mu variant has been detected in all 50 states except Nebraska. Today was supposed to be the end of remote working for millions of Americans, not anymore. The so-called fourth wave of the pandemic is forcing many companies to postpone the return to the office until at least October or even into 2022. Uber has postponed their back to the office day from October 25th to January 2022. Same for Google, Apple, Amazon, and Starbucks. And boxing great Oscar De La Hoya finds himself one of the breakthrough cases. He has come down with COVID despite being fully vaccinated and in great physical health. He recorded this Instagram video from his hospital bed. I mean, what are the chances of
1: me getting covid
4: well, there is some encouraging news on the COVID front. Scientists recently published a number of studies indicating that people who have had COVID and then got the vaccine seem to have antibodies that are more flexible in fighting various strains of the virus. And that same flexibility to fight COVID is believed to also apply to those who will get that third dose of the vaccine. Meantime, some exuberant fans at this weekend's Georgia-Clemson game reportedly crossed the line as they passed by a local news reporter covering the game. The reporter said she was
7: violated by passers-by. It's disturbing behavior. Hello. Please don't touch me. Watch as rowdy football fans hassle this reporter over the weekend. It happened after the University of Georgia beat Clemson. Excuse you. Reporter Lindsey Goff was understandably anxious to do well reporting on the big game. Defensive slugfest and the dogs ran away with it. A 10-31 to But it only got worse. It got to the point she had to go to another section of the arena to do her job.
3: Please don't touch my equipment. Please don't.
7: Lindsay Goff, who was also her station's sports director, posted the video on Twitter and explained how violated she felt. After the first guy touched me, I started rolling. This isn't even all of it. So uncomfortable. Can we please respect people's space? This follows another notorious incident when a female reporter, also from Savannah, was slapped on the backside while covering a race in 2019.
2: Very exciting.
7: And just a month ago, a young reporter from Rochester, New York was repeatedly hounded by some random guy on the street. You're beautiful as hell. Thank you. You
2: are sexy, you. Sexy. Oh, my God.
7: Now, this.
2: Please don't touch me.
4: The sports reporter says she expects cheering and even photo bombing at events like that, but she says touching crosses the line. And take a look at this. It's a toddler running down a street all alone wearing a diaper. A food delivery driver stopped his vehicle in the middle of a busy street in Van Nuys, California, and ran after the boy. Fortunately, the two-year-old was okay. Police say the child was returned to his home, and Child Services was seeking to determine if any further action was necessary. Other news today, a six-year-old little girl is dead today after getting on an amusement park ride which features a 110-foot drop. As Megan Alexander reports, it appears that the child slipped through the restraints during the rapid descent.
7: Questions arise today about the safety of what's said to be one of the scariest rides in the USA, the Haunted Mine Drop Park Ride. It comes after the tragic death of a six-year-old girl. Screams were captured on cell phone video moments after Sunday's horrific accident. We're in a cavern for a party that fell out of the shaft right, the party's at the bottom of the shaft now. The ride drops a staggering 110 feet underground in just three seconds into a pitch black mine shaft. Riders wear a seatbelt, but no over the shoulder harness. In this video, a technician explains the safety features.
2: The restraint system is, is just a seatbelt and what we call a neural bar here. And- Gregory car
7: seatbelt, this is our secondary safety feature on here. Like, Taylor okay. Bybee featured the attraction on his like... YouTube channel and spoke about experiencing the sudden drop without a shoulder harness.
0: When you have an over-the-shoulder harness, you're going to get more airtime because you float up more. Because of the seatbelt, like you feel so much more exposed.
7: A woman who went on the ride earlier this summer posted this warning on Facebook. My safety belt wasn't tight, and I felt like I was coming out of the ride. I tried to tell the ride operator, but they started the ride. I'm thankful I was able to hold myself in. The accident took place at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park in Colorado. When the ride debuted, the designer stated, we don't put shoulder restraints on the side of your head, which makes it a little bit more scary, a little bit more exciting. Now, investigators are sure to be looking into whether the lack of the shoulder harness contributed in the young girl's death.
4: An investigation into what happened is underway in a statement the amusement park owners said they were deeply saddened by what they call a tragic accident. A man convicted of murdering a young woman who mistook his car for her Uber will spend the rest of his life in prison. And the dead woman's parents vowed to spend the rest of their lives trying to get a law passed that will require rideshare drivers provide more identification. We spoke with
5: the parents about their mission. Oh, I just would love two minutes with a guy, that's all I asked for, two minutes.
2: A father's right. wrath directed at the man who murdered his daughter. It was a heinous crime that horrified the nation. Samantha Josephson was set to graduate the University of South Carolina and begin law school. All that changed on March 29th, 2019. Surveillance video shows Samantha getting into what she thought was her Uber ride.
5: There was a major fight in the car he fought. Um, and I have pictured that in my mind um, over and over, that she was in complete panic, screaming, what are you doing? Um,
2: and I just pray that she thought of us at the end yeah. and not his disgusting face. 27-year-old Nathaniel Rowland brutally stabbed Samantha 120 times. Roland sat stone-faced in court when the verdict was read six weeks ago. His eyes were evil. There was no emotion to him. Now Samantha's parents, Seymour and Marcy, say they are sentenced to a lifetime of party. Marry her college boyfriend. She wanted to have kids. She wanted us to live next door to her, take care of her kids while she worked.
5: I looked forward to seeing her graduate from college, from law school, to walking her down the aisle. Um, and that's did. all gone.
2: They are now fighting to down pass down. Sammy's law, which would require ride-sharing companies like Uber and Lyft to display barcodes that passengers can scan to confirm the vehicle is the one they ordered, and display placards with the driver's name, photograph, and license plate number.
5: I'm gonna try to save as many lives and change the world, change the ride-share industry. I'm making this my mission to never have this happen again.
4: Mr. Josephson says he plans to go to Washington later this month when Congress is back in session to lobby for passage of Sammy's law.
1: Next, murder mystery. The prominent attorney shot in the head after the unsolved murder of his wife and son just three months ago. Did he embezzle millions of dollars from his family's law firm?
4: Misuse of over a million dollars. Plus,
1: going viral. Look at her chug down another one. (laughs) Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
6: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
4: Earlier this summer, we told you about the killings of a young man and his mother. He was facing trial in connection with the boating death of a young woman. Well, now the husband and father of the slain pair says he was shot in the head while changing a tire. Megan Alexander reports.
7: They are stunning developments in the murder mystery riveting the nation. The prominent lawyer whose wife and son were murdered in June is speaking out for the first time after he says he was shot in the head while changing his tire on an isolated road in South Carolina over Labor Day weekend. Murdoch was transported by helicopter to a hospital for emergency treatment, but it turns out the wound to his head was only superficial, just a graze. Now comes another shocker. Murdoch has checked himself out of the hospital and gone into rehab. This after the New York Times reported that he allegedly embezzled millions of dollars from his law firm. Was it an assassination attempt? Could it have been self-inflicted? Was it connected to the murders of his wife and son last June? Nancy Grace, host of Fox Nation's Crime Stories, is working on a special on the Murdoch case airing September 28th. She is skeptical about Murdoch's story. He says he was changing a flat,
4: according to his lawyer, and a truck went by, saw him a you,
7: he came back and shot him in the head. Murdoch was forced to resign Friday from his own family's law firm after being accused of misusing the funds. The next day, he was shot in the head.
4: Alex Murdoch's law firm basically giving him the boot. He is now being investigated within the law firm for, let me say, misuse of over a million dollars.
7: In June, Murdoch discovered his wife Maggie and 22-year-old son Paul shot to death at their family's hunting lodge. He called 911. I think the police have to me, my wife and In his statement, Murdoch says, "The murders of my wife and son have caused an incredibly difficult time in my life. I have made a lot of decisions that I truly regret." I'm resigning from my law firm and entering rehab. I'm immensely sorry to everyone I've hurt, including my family, friends, and colleagues. I ask for prayers as I rehabilitate myself and my relationships. In his statement, Murdoch says his long battle with substance abuse had been exacerbated by these murders.
4: He said he regrets making a lot of decisions. What decision? Murdoch's law firm reportedly has hired a team of forensic accountants to try to investigate what happened to the missing millions of dollars.
1: Still to come, going viral. Look at her chug down
3: another one. (laughs) Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Start your confidence journey today with Bite.
4: You never know what's going to get fans' attention at the U.S. Open. And this weekend, the biggest viral moment came courtesy of a woman now and forever known as Beer Girl.
3: Forget the tennis stars. This fan stole the show at the U.S. Open. <laughs> When she saw herself on the Jumbotron, she started chugging her beer. Oh, that is but she wasn't done yet. The camera came back a second time later in the match. No beer, no problem. Oh, she's she's going again. again. She grabbed her friend's beer and started chugging again. What a champ. And look at this other unexpected moment in sports. That's a perfect strike. That's Marvel star Simu Liu throwing a perfect strike during the ceremonial first pitch at the San Francisco Giants game. It was so flawless, he did a backflip on the mound. First pitch strike and then a 10-point landing. The perfect pitch isn't the only thing he's celebrating. Is this what you wanted? His movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, crushed Labor Day records at the box office over the holiday weekend.
4: Shang-Chi made $71 million domestically at the box office. That nearly doubles the previous Labor Day box office record. When we come back, it's an invasion. Finally today, the parking lot attendant, who seems to enjoy his work no matter what the challenge is.
2: This parking lot attendant is covered in mayflies. The fan leaving the baseball game in Minnesota is flustered. What to say about all those flies.
5: Enjoy your night.
4: Oh, that's Inside Edition for today. I'm Debra Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.
0: If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music.